side of red or switch they die Rather the dog who loud his motorbike Looking for legends on the sunset strip With a stone cold paranormal partnership Metro Town Rick tried to sell me some crack Listen to the podcast man and take that shit back It's a Podcast Welcome to this week's episode of Urban Legends, the podcast on the internet about urban legends, monsters, cryptos, aliens, ghosts, and all kinds of hoodoo. I am one of your hosts, Chris Flynn, and my other host is Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? All right. I like the accent you're doing there, Chris. I'm I wasn't sure. sure what it was. No, I wasn't sure what it was either. But I'm sure if it was, it was sort of started a bit radio-y. Yeah, and I then thought you were of... going a bit sort of... Smashing off, nicely, and then also you know, went off the deep end. Then you started talking about crypto, and I just sort of fell asleep. And I meant like cryptos in crypto cryptids, zoology, yeah. cryptids, well, yeah. crypto zoology. Yeah, fair enough. Isn't it? That's um, that's like cryptozoology is like lazy apes and that, and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Neil. So, I think you know I was going to bring it up. I can't help notice that you're wearing a tough guy vest. What's yeah. that about? Showing it's, off your it's it's summer. It's warm. I'm going to show yeah. you gang colours. Show you gang colours. Um, because of the, like, so this is putting in muggy. mind it's a bit muggy, even though it's late summer. So I've got this newspaper article in front of me, um, and just wanted to ask you about it. Really, okay. Well, um, what's, what's this then? So um, it's from the Portslade Sun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Renowned uh, good paper. paper. Yeah. Very renowned. Yeah. Um, almost as prestigious as the Argus, yeah, but and more prestigious times. than the New York Times. Well, obviously, yeah, it's more supportive of Ukraine, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, a little bit of politics. Mm. Um, nice. that was a good one, slips Slip, in oh, yeah. mm, between two slices of truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was so it says here that an Irish erotic dancer by the name of Niall Sherbert was recently arrested on a raid on one of the super yachts in Portslade Harbour. Apparently, it was owned by the bloke who owns Air Lingus. So um, you you're, you claim that this isn't you. You're saying this is a different person, yeah, aren't no, you? I've got no comment to make about this. You know, my legal but team I did notice that you went quiet for a few days. Insistent around. But what were... So, and it says here that they would they were dressed as uh, Ryanair aeroplane but kind of like erotically so yeah, it's a bit like you know, any comment hot cops from rest of development yeah but dresses and airplane seams and all of that sort of business yeah so then this wasn't you no I've, I've, i have no you know no comment to make around it it's not and the fact that the vest that you're wearing has a prisoner number on it that's not that's not anything to do that's, with anything that's unrelated it just that's that's the fashion that's you're, a, not really, that's you're not really with it, aren't you, Chris? I'm not with it, no, not like yeah. not like you, mate. It's orange. Well, I'm not from Port Slade, am I? That I'm wearing. They say that people from, from Port Slade have 
a natural affinity with with fashion, don't they? Like, There's an innate the, sense of style that comes to, you know, you go, you go anywhere like and walk the, on down Boundary Road, you're going to see, you know. Well, when you're surrounded. Well it's a bit like, you know, going to Venice or, you know. When you're Florence surrounded by beauty. Yeah. And then you, you, you get a, get an innate yeah, sense for like it. Glass fronted boots or the uh, mid-sized Tesco's. Mm. And stroll down towards Shoreham Harbour. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. 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 It's it very much the Venice of the southeast, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, very much so, yeah. And then, you know, you're only a hop, skip and a jump away from um, Hove Lagoon. That which, is true, yeah. Which is nice. And Fat Boy Slim's house, of course. Is that where he lives? Is that that Millionaire's Row or whatever they call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But their private beach. And their their private ones. beach, which I ignore and just walk on because fuck them. Because I'm a renegade, man. I assume it was all like sealed off. I don't know. I haven't even done that. Well, it's that sealed thing. off as in like it says don't walk past this groin or whatever. Oh, really? Is yeah, that, is that all it is? I assume there'd be a big fence up or something. <laughs> they can't hold me, Neil. No. No, um, no. no like, you know, you're getting fuck beaten up by Adele's bodyguards or something. Didn't she, she have, have a house down there? I think she had one down there for a while. Her and Emma Bunton or Lots something. Lots of people have bought houses on there. sold when they realised it's lovely on one side. On the other side, you've just got massive aggregate silos. Yeah, not so great. <laughs> well, you know, quite a few. Like Kate Blanchett used to live down in Kemp Town, I think. She wasn't Yeah, that's the other there, side, though. That's the other side, yeah. That's the other side. Um, so also in the news, Neil, the, I don't know if you saw this. There was sorry. This isn't like just so people know. This isn't like becoming a sort of news podcast. It's just there happens to be two things: one involving Niall Sherbert, who may or may not be a member of this podcast, uh, but the other one. Did you see that um, Australian brain worm? <laughs> oh yeah, is this the woman who um, she was foraging or something, and she, uh, she yeah, ate some snakes' found... eggs. And she, yeah, saw, and she was and, and she was on autoimmune for... medication, so the worm just went, "I'll oh, just live in your nut." <laughs> yeah, I mean, so <laughs> I mean, so the, it was a series. It was a series of incidents that. So it's not like like they came, they burrowed in during the night. It was a series of kind of things. So you have like the fact that she was on autoimmune. Yeah, it's incredibly rare, apparently. So yeah, she'd. Because they normally live in snakes' guts, don't they? The the, the particular worm, which which yeah, um, I don't know what kind of um, environment. It was, a nem- it was just a nematode. Oh, okay. Nematode worm. Yeah, it's so grow to quite a large size. They're normally quite small nematodes. Huh. Depends on the brain, mate. Um, yeah, true. But that's nice that there's another monster in Australia, isn't it? That's, yeah, well, they don't have enough terrifying <laughs> shit out there. Well, they, I was reading an article in The Athletic the other day. Well, I was reading two. The first one was about how brilliant it is that all football managers now use the word suffer for come under a bit of pressure. Mm. Um, well, even even Jesus, English managages yeah. Yeah, clear, clearly don't understand the word suffer. Um, but the other one was about how uh, the reason why... Do you remember, like, in the 80s and 90s, Australia used to beat us in all the sports, except for, like, football? Like, they used to beat us, like, they're better at swimming and better at all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, athletics, cricket, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Rugby. Yeah. They reckon, so the article reckoned it's because because of all the monsters they have there, 
like natural natural selections of the monsters the monsters would kill off the the weak of the herd. Steve Irwin style person rather than like a, a Jacob Rees-Mogg. So you so you, so they ended up with a stronger gene pool. That's what they reckon because of like the spiders and snakes and alligators were weaning sounds off the weak. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. Sounds right. Um, Just looking at our around our sort of you know. Well, could do with a few alligators around here. Leadership class. I'd like to send a few alligators into the House of Parliament. But we, of course, improved, didn't we? Because once we got the Olympics, we went, ah, oh, we should probably build a couple of swimming pools or something. And then suddenly we were able to do it once we actually built some facilities. It turns out if you actually bother funding sport. You don't just go, right, um, or you... Just you're, off all the playing fields and just expect... You yeah, know. you're quite good at... Like, that disused... Um, <laughs> <laughs> concrete that concrete you know, over disuse athletics track in south london right you seem to get around it pretty quick right you can be in the olympics <laughs> you know, it was like it was sort of like rocky four wasn't it in that way <laughs> oh absolutely well it's like you know i'm the same with american chinese isn't it it's kind of you know if they fund well but funding stuff means that people have facilities which allow them to improve that seems weird to me now yeah but you know they invest in these things Mm. And then when we did, then we started coming like third or fourth in the Olympics, right? Because you're never going to get top two. Oh no, no, no. you're never going to fund to that level. No, not not big enough. Well, you don't have the people. Don't have enough people. Well, you said Australia could say the same. In fairness, there are lots, yeah, but they never get. Than... They don't get that high anymore. A larger country with a smaller population. Yeah, that's. Well, know, do you know what, Neil? That, that's well Olympics. observed. Mm. It is a large country with a smaller population. Yeah, that's that's factual. That's very good, Neil. That's cutting through. You see what I've done there? I, I can kind of see what you've done. Mm. Um, so, oh yeah, and I wanted to thank you as well um, mm. for the uh, what's it intervention? Oh, okay. Has it worked? It has. Um, I'm, I'm. I haven't had a what's it in over a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of managed to carve down. I'm using. Uh, sweet and salty popcorn as a kind of methadone okay. to kind of, of wean myself off, off the snacks. So um, not, not not fully there, but but, but well, like of, anyone in recovery, that you know you you can't. It would you if can't I straight into cold turkey. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have gone straight into cold turkey. I'd have died. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cheese so withdrawal. It's the popcorn. Well, <laughs> cheese in quotes withdrawal. Cheese cheese style powder yeah um yeah so the so and like anyone in recovery lots of coffee lots of cigarettes yeah but um yeah yeah i'm over i'm over the hump so um what's the addiction that's good yeah i mean it was quite brutal the the intervention wasn't it i mean it's very much like that scene from train spotting yeah it was physically brutal yeah wasn't it um i mean it, it was weird because normally from it's what taken I've... away from you. It was a lot of kicking and screaming. I mean, from what I've seen normally on sort of TV or whatever, like normally you have a group of friends and family around and they read a letter and go, this is what your What's It addiction's done to me, which I think is like weird and selfish, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's probably that's probably the addiction talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... It's all about me. You haven't um, taken a, a Frank and Fearless inventory yet, have you? Clearly not. Clearly not. And I doubt it'll ever happen. No, I don't suppose it will. No. 
Um, but but you you took a different route. So you were the only person I knew there, and you just hired some kids from the wrong side of the tracks in Portslade to come in and give me a shoe in. Yeah. While you went around, took the watches, and also, as you said, a few things for your trouble. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got to, got to fund the endeavour, haven't you? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure the viewers will be glad to hear that. Um, the, All's their, well that ends well. That's what their, I say, Chris. They're beloved. Me well, and, you me know, and each Billy day, Shakespeare. Each day has a comes. Each day, you know, one day at a time. Well, you've got to sure. you'll forever be a what's addict, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, WAA that I go to, um, they they make sure that I know that every yeah. single, like that that's all you are, that's all you'll ever be. Yeah, that's that's it now. That's, how that's you it. That's your identity. That's your identity. I'll tell you what, you don't. You should just hang around with other WAA members. Um, Ideally, yeah. All you you'll have one thing in common, um, but to be honest, that that's you. That's a life sentence for you now. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> well, on that note, it's a scathing critique. Um, so, a fictional. That's good. Society. Related to a real one. Um, <laughs> I so, know, I'm sure things like IA help a lot of people. They do help a lot of people. They do help a lot of people. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm ambivalent about the religious aspects, but, uh, but if they help, then they help. So I'm ambivalent good. about the aspect of one of the two people that set it up actually got off of alcohol by doing an LSD treatment, not by giving themselves over to a higher purpose. But, you know, there we go. That was his higher purpose. <laughs> LSD. <clears throat> yeah. Well, where's the LSD, guys? <laughs> Why aren't you having to LSD in the fucking meeting? Um, no, uh, they do a lot of good work and they've helped a lot of people. It's not for everyone. Everyone's journey is their own. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah. To information. Um, so speaking... Controversial stances. <laughs> yes. So speaking... Speaking of um, uh, feeling feeling trapped inside something. That was there, yeah, there's a segue. Mm. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to go off to uh, Korea. Korea? Week, yeah. Well, we've been watching a lot of Korean TV, haven't we? I do like a bit of Korean TV, yeah. Korean yeah. movies, very good. Um, very good. I'm not, not a huge fan of K-pop, but you know, each for their own. I quite like, like some. Generally, yeah. I like off. I like some K-rap. Okay. So I like a guy called Lee Lamar's. I think I'm too old to be honest with you. No, it's okay. It's good. It's good. Like catchy, sort of got. No, I'm not having got a hint, I'm just got hints of the nineties R and B and stuff too. So okay. I like it. Fair days. Yep. Um, yeah, this is the uh, so. Can't understand a word of it though, Neil. Apart from the bits in English. Well, that's how that, that's how that goes. You, you can always put on the YouTube video and put the um, what do we do? These captions so, on, I would imagine. Yeah, I've gone off YouTube. Or similar, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know where else you get it. No, neither do I. Does Spotify do like captions? Nah. I don't know. So maybe on some of them. Yeah. Anyway, now. Anyway, so this is... That's Korea. Um, this is from Wattpad. Um, Wattpad. It's around Korean Urban Legends. So I just basically was looking around for Korean Urban Legends. I thought, oh, I thought we could do something different. I think we have done done some Korean ones before. Yeah, um, not many. So this looks pretty much like something. A lot of... Like, I have had a look at them, and a lot of them... There isn't a lot to them, but they're gruesome. Yeah, that's kind of where the territory we're in today. 
Oh, nice. So it looks like looks like this lady, uh, Lucille Reaper. Whoa. Is she a goth? Yeah, I don't know. Um, she's chosen chosen to write about Korean urban legends. On oh, here we go. Yeah, sort of gay goth thing. <laughs> so yeah. Um, famous of these, so, famous so, style. Know, Little dress up as a cure. Elevator killer, taxi drivers, cockroaches, red ink. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I know those. Maybe yeah. use some of these later on. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we, if we do another Christmas anthology thing, maybe do some small ones. But yeah, this one, this one sort of piqued my interest, so we thought we'd have a bit of a look at it. So yeah, from Wattpad by Lucy Reed. What's it called? The What's Elevator Killer. Also, you know, it's got various names. It's been called also Handsome Man in the Elevator. The Elevator oh, that, Killer. That was or, the name of my um, Britpop band. Yeah. <laughs> you just you filmed it largely in an elevator, didn't you? Just I did. Um, you dancing in an elevator with a selfie stick. Yeah, and like a, a, and a daffodil in each hand. Weren't great. They weren't great, no. Yeah. I mean, because the selfie stick was basically just a pool cue with an old uh, camcorder, because you know it was it was the nineties. Yeah. Did what we could. I don't trust elevators. Changing the tape every five minutes. As well, I don't I trust know. elevators, Neil. I always had the stairs. Fair enough. Do you know yeah. what I call them? I call them convenience coffins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah think on. <laughs> so, if you aren't a fan of elevators, talking of which, then mm-hmm. you'll definitely not be a fan of this one. Oh, Neil. There you go. You're in for a bad time today. Chris. I'm already having a bad time. Yeah, well. That's time. With, that's that's with, the what's its withdrawal. <laughs> yeah. Time for a, a tiny little cup of uh, popcorn. <laughs> Cheese, cheese whiz, isn't it? Yeah, I'll pop it on the yeah. So, also known as the man in the elevator and the elevator murderer, this legend is a simple yet unnerving story. Has it got anything to do with Leonard Skinner's? No, sadly not. You don't go to an alternative universe. Okay. It's a kind of simple one, actually, but, um, mm. yeah, it's, I don't know. We, so, sometimes you've got to, you know, get a fairly simple, so let's see what we can get out of this one. Yeah. So, here's the following tale that goes along with this. There was a girl. Uh, be brilliant if I can actually. Gail. Oh, Mick Jagger. Well, I will start that again. There was a girl named Haruko who was 19 years old and had high hopes for a future. Oh, that's good for her. I mean, yeah. you know, that's nice. Clearly not British. <laughs> yeah. What I like here, you're going to find out in this first paragraph, is sort of like giving you a little bit of information about the protagonist. It's sort of, you know, Mm-hmm. Building character, high hopes for a future. That's nice. Yeah. Does it that, like? Does it say what what she was planning for a future? She was attending a popular university in Korea. Oh, yeah. Worked diligently each day to make sure she would pass. So <laughs> studious type. Uh, sounds a bit boring. Remember my university days? We'd go out drinking a bit more. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, and you passed and everything, didn't you? Yeah. So. <laughs> But, you know, it's harder these days, to be fair. So one night, she found herself stuck at the library with an unfinished project. Mm. Yeah, I've been there. Have you? Yeah. And then it's like, I'll sack it off down the pub. <laughs> um, <laughs> Reach into your bag and pull out a can. <laughs> Pressured by society's expectations and the fear of not passing. Is this how you became... felt? Very much so, Yeah. Yeah. She became determined to complete the assessment before it was due. 
I mean, yeah, you always got to get these things done by deadline, haven't you? But uh, well, unless you ask for an extension, come on, teach, come on, real mates here, come on, Mister Stewart. But I have a good reason for that, Chris. Have you? My, my auntie died. Something again. like that. Again. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm from an Irish family. I've got a lot of aunties. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're Catholic. We're not very healthy, so. As you can see, see, sir. (laughs) So, after finally finishing it, she realised how late it had become. The sky was much darker outside, and she found herself chilled by the gloomy atmosphere outside the library. I like the way you said that. She realised how late it had become. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm trying to sort of put a bit of something into this. This is good. good. She hated how scary everything seemed, but knew she had to get home. She had a very sheltered life. I'd have slept in the library. Like <laughs> now, it's too late. I'd just... You'd have just like just gone to a party or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, with sleeping like, or go to an all night offy. Like they, they, yeah, they're right. They existed like wink, wink, even when it wasn't twenty four hour alcohol sales, especially in London. Oh yeah, when I was because I went to uni in North London, so um, oui, yeah, oui. that was that was easy enough to. Uh, you could always find somewhere that would sell you at any time of night. Well, and I used to go and do some work. unofficial lock-ins as well. Yeah, well, I used to work with my uncle up in up in and around Islington Way. Yeah, yeah. there was always um, an off license which like didn't get like basically they put like a chain across the bit where the booze was, and then you could just go all right, and just in, yeah. just step yeah. over, get it. Um, and yeah, he used to be the the maintenance guy for the quite famous King's Head pub. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which and theatre. Yeah, yeah. So they always used to have lock-ins right round like everyone would just like sack off round to the theatre bit of the pub. So the front of it was like just looked closed. Well there was one there where we lived in with Green and um it wasn't even exactly a lock in, they just didn't bother showing. Just didn't care. <laughs> but the thing right, so there's um yeah, I think that there were just culturally places that are like that. So, yeah. like the bulldog, but most pubs would would shout. Yeah. You know. So, like on, in in Brighton, there's a quite there's a there's a notorious pub which is a gay bar on St James's Street. I take gay bar. It's a pub, like yeah. it's and it's a bit of a rough pub, but I mean it's a you know it's where people go to hook up or whatever. Called the Bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always pretty much just always been twenty four opening. Yeah. Like you'd walk you'd walk past it in the morning and it'd still be going on like pretty much twenty four seven. I shouldn't have had some sort of club license, but I'm no, no, idea. no. Mm-hmm. It's just people turn a blind eye. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, so what people used to do when I was kicking out times, um, like two o'clock, no more drinking. People would all just decamp to so hotels in in Kemptown and Brighton would basically be, like, there would be a hotel, but yeah. also the ground floor would basically be, like, a club so yeah. that they so they could just, like, keep open to... Because hotels can be open to whenever, so yeah, yeah. people, just people just guests. do that. Yeah. You just need to have that local knowledge. Indeed. I knew a kebab shop where you could get Turkish cigarettes under the counter. Oh, the whole world, Neil, I knew it all. Well, that was <laughs> the thing, again, when you um, sort of, like, Camden would bring something like that, which further up, sort of, like, yeah, Wood Green with his... It's a big Turkish community, but they would yeah. you do quite often you're going up for a kebab at sort of two o'clock in the morning, and it would be like at the occasional someone just walk and walk in, sort of nod to the guy behind the counter, and then go up something upstairs. I don't know what 
you know, that it was like gambling or, or yeah. what was going on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we never actually dared to try and try and go up and do it. But so, we saw a few places like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wondering, it's quite interesting to think about. Yeah, I, yeah, I wonder what that kind of gambling or something the un- underworld, the underbelly of Turkish London's like. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun to find out, but. Uh, yeah, mm, maybe like little brats are probably to keep our noses out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Haruko wasn't in the Woodgrain. She wasn't um, in the Turkish Mafia. No, unfortunately. No. Show us how late it was, and then went down the local kebab shop and uh, <laughs> got, in, got in the elevator after nodding to the guy behind the counter. Little did she realise. The handsome guy behind the counter. Yeah. So she knew she had to get home. Soon enough, she arrived at the door of her home. She lived in an old apartment building on the 14th floor. That's high, isn't it? That is quite high up. That is quite high up. I went to um, a work event a couple of weeks back, and we went to Salesforce Tower in London. Oh, nice. And our meeting room was on the 35th floor. Oh, wow. Which is about as high as the I three sixty goes, like the viewing thing in Brighton. The okay, viewing, I would have thought that'd be viewing a bit than that. Yeah. No, um, and I was a bit worried about it because I'd I'd obviously um, didn't enjoy going at the I three sixty. I got my vertigo. Yeah, yeah. And so I was a bit worried about doing it. I thought, well, it'll be better because it's in a building, and yeah. it was a bit better, but it was still like I still felt a bit uneasy up there. So I think it might. I think you'd probably get used to it, but. I don't know. Like, I'm, I think most. I don't know whether it, it's just because I've kind of picked up this vertigo thing that I felt a bit. Mm. Yeah, I feel like if it's something where there's danger of me falling off or whatever, mm. I get more kind of like vertigo. Or if it, you know, mm. there's. A, but indoors, I don't think I do at all because it's just yeah, you feel you know. I was really, of... I was really happy when we got back, like when it was all over and I got back to ground level. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's weird. Is yeah. I tell you what, though, like it's not big. Like these these guys, these skyscrapers these days, they're not very big. Like they're not very wide or long. Like when you're in there, you can see like like yeah. all four sides of the building. Like even though they're really tall, I know that sounds really obvious, but I mean, it strikes you how small each floor is. Yeah, yeah. There's not loads and loads of space inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd mention that. No, yeah, very nice. Been thinking about it a lot since as well, which is weird. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. South right. Town. Whereabouts is that in? It's in the city. Oh, okay. It's, nice. um, so where we, like, the floor which we on was about the same, like, eye level with the top of the gherkin. Oh, okay, yeah, Which yeah. was, like, the next build, like, a building over. Well, I mean, how many floors does it have? I think there's another 10. Or something yeah. like there's like a sky lounge thing at the top or something. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh no, maybe not. Maybe not. Another three or four. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, it's one of the taller ones. Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I've already been up one of the. Um, I survived. I'd say I, su- I'd say I survived it rather than enjoyed it. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. I'll have to do like, but the thing is, I haven't been in a tall building like that. Like, when was the last time I went in a tall building? You know, we're, we don't do we in this country really. Or it's not really I think that most way. people do. I don't think most people spend a lot of time in tall buildings unless they're in Manhattan or something. Yeah, or Hong I mean, Kong. Well, no, I mean, any, any kind of, like, most major cities nowadays they have quite. I mean, yeah, but most people in that city don't have anything to do with no, the. No, you're probably building. not going necessarily unless. Yeah, you might live in a high rise or whatever, but. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, she worked in the Eiffel Tower. That's true. Actually, Paris is one of the few cities I think they can't really do skyscrapers because they've started doing them. Too much tunneling. They've started doing them, but like on the outskirts. Oh, okay, yeah. But you couldn't do it like near the Seine because there's too many um, catacombs. Apparently, yeah, catacombs and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't used to be able to do it in London because of the clay soil. Because like Manhattan is rock bedrock. Okay, yeah. So you could build, you know, like can take a lot, but London. Until modern modern materials came in, then you couldn't really do it in London because of the clay soil, because it used to be kind of marshland, didn't it? Yeah. This is all very interesting for the viewers. <laughs> Welcome to Skyscraper City, the podcast. Yes. <laughs> right, <coughs> where do we get to? Um, oh, she's, right, she's, she's, she's scared. Going she's the 14th floor. Yeah, so she's finished her project. She's gone mm. home, it's late, she's a bit scared. It's all right, she's indoors now. Yeah. So I'm sure all will be well, Chris. Of course. I suspect she'll get home, you know, have some, that's, something nice to eat. That's why us humans built these, built these rings and rings of artificial caves, yeah. or, as I call houses. And you think about it, all of this is just a warning to not to not work late. You know. Anyway. Um, I, don't, I didn't need a warning. Yeah, no, to be fair. Just intrinsically got that wisdom, haven't we? Um, yep. So she, she went to the building and went to the elevator. Mm-hmm. Her finger raised up and pressed the button to call for the elevator. There's quite a lot of detail in these. Things. Her finger like pressed it. She, it she pressed it with a medium pressure yeah. of, of 1.2 newtons. <laughs> After a few moments, the doors opened and she stepped inside. Mm-hmm. The dim lighting welcoming her. Oh. Sound that welcome. She pushed the button for her floor. Remember, that's on the 14th floor, Chris. 14th. Yeah. Two sevens. Prime numbers. But before the doors closed, she spotted something in the corner of her eye. Mm-mm. It was an incredibly handsome man running towards the elevator. Uh, oh, stop there. Uh, hold the elevator. I'm a handsome man. He quickly put his hand out to stop the elevator doors from closing. Then he made his way inside. His handsome hand out. Yeah. His gorgeous hand. His handsome, well manicured. Pedicured. And um, <laughs> having clearly... Use hand cream on his moisturized hands. moisturized hands. He put out his 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 tanned moisturized hand, which was adorned with this signet ring and a, a gold chip and a beautiful gold filigree chain, <laughs> mm. with manicured French tips. And Sounds pretty little, good. The little finger now had a little, you know, what little diamond. With yes. diamonds glued on to it. Diamond embedded and some sort of colouring. I forget what you call that. I'm thinking about painting. Um, so he made his way inside and stood next to Haruko. He caught his breath and looked over the elevator buttons. His gorgeous breath. His yeah. sweet, his he sweet The sweet aroma of... <laughs> of um, pipe. Mint and pipe, yeah. <laughs> pipe and whiskey. <laughs> pipe and whiskey, patchouli and old shoe. Um, <laughs> you live on the 14th floor, the man asked, noticing that the 14th button's light was on. Neil, do you want to do that in a handsome voice? <laughs> I can't. I don't have a handsome enough voice to give justice to this answer. Oh, I see you live on the 14th floor. No, that's just sex pest voice, Chris. Sex pests are handsome. Okay. We're not in that <laughs> Sorry, I've got, I've got Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> From all the sex pests. Yes, replied Haruko. This, this, Breathlessly. This, Her this, bosom heaving. There's some sexual tension going on here. 
Um, there you go. Let's have this. Look at this small talk game here. Oh, I live on the 13th, the man said, smiling at her. Oh, I live on the 13th. Uh, so is that a warning as well, 13th floor? Could be. You're unlucky for some. Mm-hmm. Will it be what he's really weekend? saying is, I can last for 13 minutes or pumps, depending which is quicker. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's one one pump per minute, isn't it? You don't want to get, don't get too <laughs> tired. Don't, don't, don't expend too much energy. <laughs> it's very slow. I don't, you know. don't want it over that quick. Yeah. For my lady's pleasure. I'm a 13 pump pirate. <laughs> okay. Um, the man said, smiling to. With <laughs> revealing teeth, where his, but his canines were both covered in gold. So as the elevator, oh, with his very, with his pink healthy tongue, with his um, with his purple onesie and his, uh, <laughs> with a red jock strap. I'm thinking kind of like a cameo get up, sort of oh, cross between cameo. Prince and cameo. We'll have to keep an eye out if they're playing in the UK next summer. Yeah. Because we're going. Or Fair I'm enough. going. Are they on tour again then? They Every other summer they come and do a couple of festivals. Okay. So as the elevator gradually ascended, he pressed the button for the 13th floor. They both stood in silence, although Haruko felt lost in wonder as her eyes shifted towards the man. He certainly is handsome and seems really nice, she thought. Oh, the, the, the double danger. Yeah, this is two for handsome and nice. Something's up here. I wonder if we could maybe date someday, or at least see each other more. <laughs> I mean, you've, you're reading into. I mean, I get he's a, he's, a, he's a handsome chap, but you're very handsome. I imagine he's like John nice? Ham. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Or um, Henry Cavell. They're handsome men, aren't they? They certainly are. Ooh, and imagine, kick them out of bed for fighting. <laughs> imagine if you put their handsome jeans together. Imagine them going at it. Oh. I can't say it's a fight, fight, boys. <laughs> Let's take this anger out in a different way. <laughs> yes, that's the start. <laughs> Don't worry about the camera. He's <laughs> just along for the fun, too. No, you carry on. Don't worry about the camera. That's just to make you feel more uncomfortable, what with you being superstars. <laughs> oh, I assume that's what happens at these kind of parties. Right. <laughs> what kind of parties? Elevator know, parties. Like, Hollywood yeah, elevator yeah. parties. That was what the Aerosmith song was about, wasn't it? Yeah, probably that <laughs> announcing, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his own daughter. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Sleazy, sleazy. Most popular rock band in America, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know enough of their songs. I mean, I probably do. I know like two, three of their songs, so I know enough of their songs, but I don't know enough of their songs to know well, if they're any good. they kind of had that period during the 90s where it was just him slaving over. They came back, yeah. yeah. Liv Tyler and What's-Her-Face. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Genie's Got a Gun's a good song. His guitarist is decent, Joe Perry. But uh, yeah, I'm not hugely familiar with them, to be honest with you. Um, anyway. Right. Did it a yeah, so every time the man would glance at her, she would smile and her eyelids would flutter. <laughs> her cheeks were flushed with thoughts of them being together as the elephants climbed to the 13th floor. Bloody hell, take care of yourself, love. It's like, well, we're going to be together for the next three stumps. So the elevator stopped, letting out a silent shell. I mean, she's like the really sheltered character, isn't it? Yeah, this, I mean, this is... 
I'm assuming it's. I mean, again, I'm still assuming this is all going to end well, Chris. I'd imagine they I'm probably. Rooting, end I'm rooting for. Um, they end up. Yes, they've already forgotten. Their parents probably meet and, ag- and agree on a match, and yeah. then they move to the country. Well, they seem compatible. <laughs> they got, do. You know, One of them's handsome and nice. The other, the other one's diligent. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you want? Handsome man likes diligent ladies. <laughs> handsome man likes diligent ladies. Page They've got seven. a lot in common, you know, it's all. Yep. Chemistry's red hot, as we can tell from... Well, from one side, at least. We don't know what handsome man's thinking, do we? Well, we're about probably to find, about we're about to find out. He's probably thinking about handsome stuff, like yeah. lovely horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I did Greek marbles. Running through cornfields. Yeah. Theresa May's... Fields of wheat, Simple appetites. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what. Maybe that. Maybe she was being chased by a handsome man. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why it was the most rebellious thing she'd ever done. She just omitted that section yeah, of it. That John she Hamm was... sexually running through the field for head of her. She was absolutely thirsty John Hamm for that shit. Against she, the was, hay she caught up with him in that hay bale. She was going to ruin that fucking shit. <laughs> That's what she did. Look, put it this way. If she caught him, we wouldn't have Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With their dance moves. A horny Theresa May. Ugh. I mean, it must happen. I mean, that's the thing. It must happen. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like when, um, was it John Major and the Queen of Curry found out about their Red Heart Fair? Mm. It's, uh... Yeah, but he's 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 a lad though, isn't he? Major. He's from bit of a geezer. He's from Bricky. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Right. How many um, curry-based sex puns do you think he did? (laughs) Oh, I hope this is spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Can I think of one? Are you? Yep, so there's nothing's coming. No, absolutely. I've just, just got through Jeff Reedy and Korma, and there's nothing. Right, we'll come back to Chicken that. Chicken licking me arse, I don't know. Yeah. That's not. Mm. So, the elevator stopped, letting out a silent jolt. <clears throat> and the doors opened. She grinned sweetly as the man stepped out and looked at her. <laughs> see you. It's so, so easy being said. a handsome man, isn't it? Yes, yeah, see you. Upstairs, yes. <laughs> he said. The man's voice suddenly turned menacing. Did he, he pulled that? out a sharp knife from his jacket? Oh, handsome knife. To her horror, yeah, beautifully still, engraved. You still work. Beautifully engraved pearl handle, <laughs> ruby tip. Yeah, Damascus steel. Lovely <laughs> patterning. Yeah, over over five thousand years old. To her horror, he laughed maniacally and began to run towards the staircase. The doors to the elevator shut before she could think, and the elevator began to ascend. Oh no, he's going to be the waiting there, isn't he? Ticked by, she realised her fate. All right, what was it? They panicked. She began to hammer at the buttons with her fist, trying to make it reach any other floor. But nothing could stop the elevator once the buttons floor was already pushed. That's why they no called... emergency stop button to the elevator. Why the coffins? Her phone was with her, but she knew there wasn't enough time left for help to arrive and save her. I mean, should you not at this point be getting ready to fight for your life? Well, let's see what let's see what happens. I mean, it's a, do you know what, Chris? It's probably a harmless prank. It's probably a harmless don't get prank. me wrong. It's a hot prank, to be fair. It's handsome wrong, prank, but you know, it's a handsome prank. Yeah. The thing is, this is this is the problem with how society's set up, isn't it? 
because handsome people think they can just do what they, they get away with anything and they'll do something really stupid and unfunny and people will laugh anyway because they're handsome. Yeah. Well, it was never, like been told, never been told no, has he, Neil? Well, you remember the, uh, was it 30 Even rocks? his mum, even his mum was like, oh, he's such a handsome boy. Don't tell him off. What are you going to say? Remember the... Oh, do you remember John Hamm was in 30 Rock, wasn't it? Do you remember that, mm. that's the, that episode? What was it? Um, I can't remember. The Bubble or something. Basically, he was so good looking that nobody ever told him he was like terrible at tennis and all this other stuff. So mm. he assumed he was good at all of those things. That was the first time I realised John Hamm could do comic acting. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was good in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. He likes comedy and stuff. He kind of like, he's a handsome man who would prefer to be doing comedy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because he just, I mean, basically he played this guy who was like, you know, very, very stupid. He starts out, he's like a, you know, doctor mm. and the rest of it. But uh, no, he's good at that kind of physical comedy stuff. Physical comedy. I bet you'd like to a bit of physical comedy. You've done how, wouldn't you, Neil? Bit of slapstick. Bit of, bit of, bit of bread <laughs> with a ham in the middle. <laughs> right. Suck so the... Oh, yeah, right. So, um, yeah. That Theresa May is there. No, stop, stop, help. Haruko screamed. Well, the who? Yeah, exactly. She desperately... so she's howling at the moon, Neil. At this well, point, she's terrified now. You know. Well, she needs to. Well, Look, she needs she's... to get focused. She's she's been working hard on a thing, you know. Yeah, all the Finished all the project. All, all, all the naught now because she's probably going to get moved. All the blood had apparently flown to her erogenous zones, so she can't. She's too. Yeah. Too weak to put up a fight. So desperately slamming against the buttons on the elevator, trying to get some sort of response, a malfunction, an overloading system, anything to stop the elevator. Overload the system. But that never came. Mm. She arrived at the 14th floor. As the door slid open, the man was standing there, waiting for her with a devilish grin on his face. Mm. Is that it? The girl was found the next day, brutally stabbed to death in the elevator. The man was never found. He probably was, but the police let him go. I didn't want to go up to the 14th floor. That was taking the piss. They've already been up to the, you know. Yeah. Let's climb all the way up to the 13th, because the elevator's now out of order. No, exactly. Somebody's been slamming on the buttons for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hated. <laughs> yeah, not, not going not gonna, to not gonna go any higher in this building. No, this is high enough. What, what, I, what I earn is a... Is a couple in the, whatever precinct in... <laughs> Soul, presumably. I only, I only know the gang them uh, region. Brief, the, the prefect, prefect from uh, yeah, because of the obviously because of the uh, what do you call Gangnam style, Gangnam style rap. Yes, yeah, great song. That guy's name, yeah, it was a very good fun. Sai, outside, oh, that's it. Yeah, he didn't didn't really follow it up with anything, did he? But uh, okay, probably didn't need to. No, you know, do you know what? Good luck, good luck to you. He's like, I mean, people sort of have a go at one hit wonders and all the rest of it, but. Well, the thing is, he easier, from, easier said than done coming up with something. From what I understand, I mean, that was quite late on in his career. Mm, but he'd yeah, been around and done quite yeah. a few albums, and they tended to be like rap albums that were quite political. Okay, yeah. Um, because but I know like, he had to apologise, didn't he? Because he had some sort of vaguely anti-American sentiment in some earlier songs. Yeah, the Americans obviously weed through it and went, "Hey, wait a minute, he's a, he's a bit of a kami." Um, but you know, I mean that—that's him. You know, he just do what he wants now. Well, yeah. right. 
did that, did uh, the Grammys um, with him and uh, MC Hammer dancing, doing oh, a nice. remix of Gangnam Style and Too Legit to Quit. But that was Hammer's first payday in about 20 years as well. Apparently, because MC Hammer's from Oakland, and apparently he, because of like, he, I think he's quite Christian as well. Yeah. But apparently, like, so he was like the biggest star in Oakland in like the early nineties or whatever. Okay. You know, because don't I can't touch this. Don't touch yeah. that. <laughs> don't touch yeah. that. Stop touching it. Stop touching we've it. Talk, we've talked about do, touching. Do, 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 do. Leave it alone. Um, but he also like. He was he was like in the in the poor communities. He used to give a lot of money out and stuff. So he's quite a decent guy. Yeah. yeah good, good luck to him. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're, were a pro MC Hammer podcast. Yeah. No, I got nothing. nothing the against, first. Nothing against MC Hammer. I didn't suggest you did. Just, making, was, it, just making it explicit. Yeah. Okay, you've got nothing against MC Hammer. I mean, let's face it, it was the um, Super Freak bassline that made that song. But it was entirely, yeah. Yeah, he was more of a dancer, wasn't he? I think. I think was, no. That was what... Was he considered good as a rapper? Well, he was considered successful as a rapper. Okay, fair enough. I mean, he was big enough that he did the theme tune to the yeah, Adams, Adams family. family. Yeah. yeah. They do what they want to do, say what they want to see, live how they want to live, play how they want to play, dance how they want to kick in the groove in the Adams family. So yeah, that's quite a big hit as well, to be fair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I remember seeing that in Leicester Square. Did you? I don't know. I saw it. I don't, yeah. I didn't go to the cinema a lot when I was a kid, so it kind of stands out. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, no, I don't know. Don't think I saw it that. was one of those halcyon nights when I was living in South London where we'd go and stay with my uncle who lived in, like, central London and lived quite a media-y lifestyle. Mm. And, mm. and so it was like... It was like, you know, being in Hollywood or something, you know, for like a little kid. Nice. Got a little kid kicking around South Norwood. <laughs> Not your, um, oh no, is that one of your uncles or is that, I think he's um, an in-law that's... Um... No, it was my Uncle Jim yeah. who also who also is acting. He was recently uh, in, he's moved to Australia, he was recently in an advert for the Australian version, like their biggest horse race. can't remember what it's called. Mm. Australian Derby or something. Australian yeah, no, National. no. Horse racing pundit, to be honest with you. No, they just yeah. race around on big spiders. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Snakes on big spiders. So she gets murdered. Man is, <laughs> man is never found. It's essentially like Starship Troopers if he goes to Australia. <laughs> I mean, it certainly feels like it, doesn't it? It's, I it's, actually have family out there, but I've never been. I have, and I only saw one particularly yeah. deadly spider. It's uh, it's quite a distance, but anyway, they're in Melbourne now, so I don't think there's that many um, fancy big creatures in that that part of Australia. No, wouldn't be surprised. There's big hearts and big personalities now. Three-headed wombat or something. So come on. So it is said that this incident is one of the reasons why there are now stop buttons on elevators in Korea. Oh, so that's where it came from. Yeah. Now I did say, I mean, that's... Oh, pretty... now it makes sense. Right. Well, t- believability, 10. Yeah, and basically, you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's uh, you know, the horror of the story is that, you know... Yeah, you've got those few went minutes. Through in those few few minutes where she was... That's how I imagine... That's why I, can't, that's why I don't like the idea of drowning. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be, wouldn't be great. 
Mm. Um, he had apparently a lot of careers. Well, suppose, according to, I've seen this in a few different places. This is supposedly why um, there are stop buttons in elevators. Oh, and I don't. Are there stop no. buttons in lifts? In Depends it? on the elevator. Yeah, yeah I don't think. Or the lift. You've got an emergency button normally for um, yeah something you get stuck or what have you. Um, I don't think you'd be wanting to just stop suddenly. No. It'd be quite irritating if somebody just suddenly got terrified in between floors and tried to skip stop in the lift. <laughs> so there you go, Chris. That's the uh, the elevator. What if you want to make love in a lift though? Now. Love it on elevator, yeah, talking about Aerosmith, so, yeah. Okay. I mean, it'd be a very brief experience, one would think, but yeah. <laughs> so it sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Ten seconds, yeah, that's it. Two pump pirate. Um, cool, all right. Well, shall we go to our scoring system then? Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? No, we can... We, who's to stop us? We are contractually obliged by the CIA. That's true, yeah as they continue to buy back episodes of Urban Legends for their enhanced interrogation techniques. Really not the money we thought it would be. Do you know what? The only reason why we keep the scoring bit in, because it is objectively the most boring part, is yeah. because it's because they insist on it. Yeah. So, Neil, spookiness. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. Um, that's the one thing he's got going for it, I think, actually, because I don't know there's a lot else. But... Um... Yeah, fun little tale. So it's, um, but yeah, you've got that thing, haven't you, where it's kind of like, oh, you know, here's somebody, oh, they're good looking, you're kind of like, oh, enjoying that. They seem to be sort of getting on. There's maybe a little bit of, you know, Marvel. I wonder if it's like, do you remember that old um, adverts for like throat sweets? And there was a woman who got in a lift and an ate a throat sweet. And then there was like a bloke necking her all the way. And it had like, um, What's that song? Your lads are on, but you're not home. Your mind is not your own. Your heart beats another time. One more kiss and you'll be mine. It's not Robert Palmer or something yeah, like that. Palmer, yeah. Yeah. No, addicted to Love. Addicted to Love, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and it had that playing and she was going, She had like the sweet, because it was apparently eating these cough sweets, was, uh, it was like being kissed on the neck. Oh, that vaguely rings a bell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see if somebody sucking on a fish and friend and seems a problem. Yeah, I I'll tell you what, I hold pack Immediately went down and pulled a pack down. You haven't yeah, I pulled it. a pack down my throat. It didn't feel didn't like... Even, didn't even take the wrappers off. No, didn't didn't feel like someone was kissing my neck, and yeah. actually they acted as a laxative. Yeah. It's <laughs> so. like a sort of mental <laughs> taste. Yeah. It felt more like someone was firing a shotgun up my ass. to be honest. Yeah. Well, I suppose that, but sex sells. <laughs> but you, but you, you learn, you learn advertising isn't always true. So that's the yeah. life lesson the hard way. Mm. Right. Uh, so, so, speaking of spookiness, yeah, um, yeah, it's quite spooky. Um, yeah, the idea that you're sort of trapped in the in the lift and or the mm. elevator, um, waiting for your grisly demise. I mean, it's you know quite why he'd run run up the stairs in order to. Sort of, <laughs> Let's make a game of it. I mean, he's, he's having a bit of fun with this series. Take your life. Like, Let's make a game of it. Yeah. I'll give you. T- I'll tell you what. I'll make it fair. I'll give you. I'll give you ten seconds to prepare. Yeah. This is the you know, nice why She'd have a gun. Yeah. Or, uh, or just a brick in a handbag. Yeah. That's fine, isn't it? Nothing. Nothing illegal about that, Mister Officer. I'm. J- I just bought a brick at the market, and I'm yeah. taking it home to fix my wall. Indeed. Can't do. They can't do nothing now. 
No, can't touch me. So, um, so yeah. So I just happened. Uh, yeah, I've just been up. Uh, just been up the aggregate shop and I bought some gravel. And the only thing I had to carry it in was my football sock. sock. Yeah. Nothing illegal about that, Mister Officer. Perfectly, perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, most people don't come out tooled up, so expecting some. Well, more for them. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's um, what yeah. he's taught me. So yeah, so it would be spooky, yeah. I think that the whole notion of it, yeah, you went in between floors. I mean, it seems rather daft, but uh, yeah, it's quite. That uh, would be, you know, waiting your imminent demise. I mean, he's got to hope that he doesn't run into somebody, hasn't he, on the way up though? Yeah, it gets chatting. Yeah. Oh no, it's the chatty name. I missed. Oh. Oh. When will I learn? Oh well. Oh. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to have to move again now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. eight. It's, going to, it's going to get a very high score. Anything else? Um, so I don't. Uh, mm. Yeah, so that that would be nerve wracking. I'll agree with you on that. Where someone goes, I'm going to kill you. I'll be upstairs. I'll, yeah, you know, because then your fight or flight response kicks in. I do think that you don't have to accept your fate at that point. Um, but then. I'm not a studious 19-year-old going to a popular university. So um, maybe the world's hardens me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, there's uh, he's just a nutter, though, isn't he? He's a handsome nutter. Yes. He's, he's an handsome. American psycho he's style. He's, he's physically imposing and has a knife, so, you know. Yeah, but, you know, you've always got a puncher's chance, haven't you? Um, but... So, yeah, it, it's horrible. I don't know that it's spooky. So I'm going to give it a five now. Yeah, it is. So, believability. Um, I mean, it's an urban legend. So, uh, but the thing, like, so I don't think that people believe it. I don't think people believe I think it's a campfire-style yeah. story. Um, but well, there's no evidence of anything similar having happened or... no. But on the other hand, there's nothing inherently unbelievable about it. Do you know I mean, what I mean? Like it, it's, it's not supernatural or what have you. It's yeah, not it supernatural. Could... It's a bloke with a knife. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, so um, for that reason, I'm going to give it a... And also, you know, I mean, how else do you explain that they put stop buttons in lifts? So for that reason, I'm giving it a six now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm probably going to go slightly lower because it's um, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone actually believes that this one is true. It's just a sort of one of those campfire tales, um, and there isn't kind of like oh well, there's lots of different variations of this, and this happened in this building, and so on and so forth. It just seems like one of the ones is very much yeah. I, no, I don't know if they do actually have well, maybe they do have stop buttons in in the in lifts in Korea. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I did see that being being banded around, but that was the only thing that was kind of related. Um, so yeah, it's going to get a four from me. Or narrative premise, Neil. Uh, yeah, it's there's not loads here. I don't think so. You, you know, it, it all sort of it's very much it's a, it, it hinges on this twist, doesn't it? Seeing mm-hmm. something really being stuck in a lift and then you like think it. you're about to get banged and instead you get stabbed. Yes. So you know, nightmare. I think that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. So yeah, I don't I don't think there's a there's a lot here. There's not you know not you couldn't do a lot with this tale. I don't think there's you know you'd be going around and doing the same thing elsewhere or what have you. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't think it's it's going to get a huge one on this one for me. It's going to give this a four as well. I don't think there's much to, much to it in terms of narrative and twist. Four. Um, yeah, I think similar. Um, it fits into that category of sort of urban legends where the real spooky bit of it is the fact that you're awaiting your inevitable fate. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, but I can't. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any ones which are exactly like it. Uh, so, and it's got the lift, and you know, there's the fact that he's he's handsome, um, isn't he? So, um, and maybe do you know what? Maybe it's a little, you know. And I would say this as an ugo. Maybe it's a little, um, a little warning not to be taken in by by looks all the time maybe you should look at more important things like how many episodes of a podcast unsuccessful podcast on urban legends they've done yeah. you know maybe, maybe that's maybe that's a more it's the true moral barometer. maybe that's a maybe that's a, maybe that's where true attraction should lie so uh i'm gonna give it five now um reach so i've not heard of it i'm sure it's quite big in korea um because I've definitely, well, I have heard of it, but that's only because I've been looking at urban legends. Um, I don't know how big it is outside or anything. So, but, and Korea's not hugely populous as a country. So I think I'm just going to give it a three for each now. Yeah. So similar thinking for me. Um, I don't even know it's that big in Korea, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, you know, when you search for Korean urban legends, it tends to crop up in quite a few of those. But, um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know, and it's, I don't think it's one that's necessarily travelled all that much. The only thing that seems to relate, really, even to you, I mean, this could be anywhere in the world. It's the apparently the stop buttons that are in Korean um, lifts or elevators. Um, so yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and, and there's not. There don't seem to be similar versions that have gone around elsewhere. I haven't seen any evidence of it being in books or movies or any of that. But again, you know, it's not really that much of a. It's really you can only put it in an anthology or something as like a short story or yeah. as a, you know like a little clip or something in a, in a, in a horror movie that was not one scene. Um, so I don't think it's going to be going around on that basis. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a three for me as well. That gives us an overall score, 38, so not too bad. Yeah, fair enough. Um, if you want to, um, we do have an X slash Twitter, but I haven't done anything with it. Um, I just find the whole site like quite crap. But if there were more people viewing it, then I would. Um, but that does exist, and that's Legends Urbane. Um, we've also got a website. Uh, have we? No, we don't. We've also got an email address, which is herb.legends.podcast.gmail.com. If you want to send us a message, I know you don't. And if you want to or have it in you to give us a good rating or a comment on any whatever platform you're using, that'd be really handy because uh, we get no feedback. Um, but that's it for um, this week, Neil. Uh, uh, I haven't got anything else to say. You? No, that will do it for me, Chris. Right. I'll see you all later. See Have a nice later, week. Listeners. Take care. Bye-bye.